Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Harvest Church here in Elk Grove. We're excited to have you join us as we share God's message of hope and love. Each week, we bring you a new message from our pastors and guest speakers designed to inspire, uplift your spirits, and challenge you. Whether you're listening on your commute, at home, or on a walk, we hope these messages will bring you closer to God and help you on your faith journey. So without further ado, let's listen in. So the title of the sermon today is The Purpose and Benefits of the Holy Spirit. The purpose and benefits of the Holy Spirit. I'm going right into it because I want to maximize my time today. Acts chapter 1, starting with verse 4. It reads, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But you will receive, come on, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. Tell your neighbor, witnesses. In Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaritan, and to the ends of the earth. Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 1. If you need notes, you can just raise your hand and the ushers are here to give you some notes. And hand out. Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them, all, were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All, not some, not a few, they were all. And the all that they're speaking about was 120 in the upper room. It was Jesus' disciples. He gave them not a suggestion. He didn't give just an opinion. He said he gave them a command. Do not leave Jerusalem. Do not leave this place until you receive the Holy Spirit. The word is living. It's active. It's for us here today as it was back then. Amen. So we receive as we read these scriptures. We must understand the tools and the gifts that we have been given when we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't say, stay here until you're filled for us to sit back and do nothing. There is a purpose. He is purposeful. He does nothing wasteful. He does nothing wasteful. Our God does nothing wasteful. We must understand, we may experience and see the manifestations, but if it stops there, guess what? We're missing it. What are you talking about, Pastor Liz? We're going to get into it. We're going to get into tongues. Ooh, tongues. Hallelujah. It's in the Bible. Amen. It's, we're going to be okay today. What am I talking about? We're going to continue. 
the main purpose we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There are some, so many. I'm going to give you the main purpose, what Scripture says in Acts 1. The main purpose why we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, why is this purposeful, is so that your life and my life can be a witness for Jesus Christ. That is the main purpose. There are other benefits that I'm going to speak about today, but the main purpose why Jesus told his disciples, and that refers to us as well, is so that you and I can be a witness on this earth, that we can be the salt and the light of this earth, so that we can go out and preach this powerful message, this gospel that Jesus died, but he rose again on the third day for eternity, that we can have life with him, that is the gift of salvation there is a responsibility there is a purpose he does nothing wasteful he baptizes us with the holy spirit that we may receive power that we may be bold and minister this powerful message peter there's a peter there's a pre and a post pentecost Peter, if you remember the story, Peter was denying Christ. He was cursing. He was saying, I don't even know who you're talking about. I don't even associate with that Jesus. I'm not with him. But I'm telling you, after the day of Pentecost, when 120 of them were baptized and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, he was bold and thousands came to the Lord. Something happened in him. Something happened in me. Did something happen in you? I can tell it to the T. I may share it if I have time. But the sole purpose, come on, is that your life becomes a witness for Jesus. You're going to be endued with power from on high. That's what the scripture says. You're going to receive endued power from on high so that you can walk in the supernatural. See, what happened with the church is that we think the supernatural is like, it's, it's like the new thing. No, 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 no. The supernatural should be natural. Y'all missed that. The supernatural operating in our lives should be natural. It should be the everyday of the believer. The believer, you and I, the follow of Christ, to walk in the supernatural, which should be natural. The reason why it's not natural, because we're not walking in it. So when something amazing happens, a miracle happens, we're like, hallelujah. I mean, yeah, get excited. I'm going to get excited with you. But we should be hallelujah every day. 24 hours, seven days a week, every day. 24 hours, seven, every day. Because if we're walking in the supernatural, that's natural every day. Why can't we see a miracle? Why can't we see people come to the Lord every day? Every day that we're added to their numbers. That's what the word says. So if there's a disconnect and it's not happening, it sure isn't God. I got to say, Elizabeth, what's going on in your life? Why are you not seeing the supernatural natural? Matthew 10, 8 says this, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. Freely give. Well, I don't want to drive out a demon. That's what Jesus said for you to do. That's what Jesus said for you and I to do. I want to come down there so bad. <sighs> did, you, did you get that? Jesus said, you're to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Jesus said, you 
It didn't say pastor, evangelist, prophet, apostle, teacher. You. 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 Every one of us. I don't know how to cast out a demon. You got to learn. How? Read the Bible. What did, how did Jesus cast out a demon? Don't make up your own doctrine. What did Jesus do? And do what he did. You're supposed to lay hands to sick and they should recover. Why? Because you've been endued with power from on high. So if demons are not fleeing from people and people are not getting sick, we have to ask the question, Lord, what's up with me? You've given me a mandate in the word of God, Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, raise the dead. I haven't raised any dead, but I'm believing I'm going to do it one day for the glory of the Lord. Why not? Why not me? He said, I can do it. He said, I should do greater things, greater things. I'm not reading the word of God just to read it. Oh, that sounds cute. No, absolutely not. It's for me. I want to raise the dead. I want to raise, I've been, I've laid hands on that. I want to raise the dead. Come on, get excited. You should be wanting to raise the dead too. Jesus said you can do it. <laughs> freely as he's given me this. Well, Pastor Liz, why do you want to do all that? Because freely as he's given me this, I'm going to freely give. He's given me the authority. He's giving you the authority. He died that we may be able to do this. There was a price paid. <laughs> that we may walk in the fullness of what God has for us to heal the sick, to cast the devils, to do supernatural miracles, to witness to the lost. Some of us believers in here, we never, I don't, I don't raise your hand. I have never shared my testimony with someone. I have never won a soul to Jesus. It's not okay. He said, win the loss. You have a story. Your most powerful weapon is your testimony. God saved you. God delivered you. God set you free. God filled you with the Holy Ghost when you came into salvation. He filled you. His spirit lives inside of you. You have something to say. Step out. No fear. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. So if you're just using the Holy Spirit and being baptized with the Holy Spirit just for a prayer language, you missed it. Oh, y'all didn't care, but come on, let me go this side. If you're just using the baptism of the Holy Spirit for a prayer language, you missed it. I missed it. It's more than a prayer language. It's more than tongues. It's to be a witness that souls may come into the kingdom of God. That no one would perish, that we would obey. John 3, 16. God help us. You obey the great commission. There's a mandate on our lives, children of God. Matthew 28, 19 says this. Therefore, go. Don't stay put. Get comfortable. Get fed. Eat the word. Eat the... What are you doing with it? What am I doing with it? Go. Go out of the walls. Go out of your house. Go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely 
I love it. And surely, he doesn't leave us by ourselves. And surely, I am with you, not sometimes, always. Always. So you don't have to fear, for the Lord God is with you. You don't have to fear. He's with you. He's giving you authority. He's put his Holy Spirit in you. You've been entombed with power from on high, some of you. And today, if you haven't, you will have the opportunity to. We say, God, use me. And when he says, speak. No, not me. I've been there shaking in my boots. The only reason I can actually be on this platform is because of the power of the Holy Spirit. One day I will share my fear of speaking. Hallelujah. You will not believe it. But you, oh, you're so confident. Yeah, because I have the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> because he's with me. You have no idea the cost it took me to be here today. You have no idea. You have no idea. You have no idea. There's no excuses. God said, I've called you to this. I've called you to this. Stop running. I said, Lord, I need you. He says, yeah, you have the power of the Holy Spirit residing in you. Go preach the word. Go preach the word. I made you for that. I created you. He tells me, you were born for this. So every time I preach the word, I'm speaking to myself right there. New Orleans, Peru, Argentina, wherever I go, I'm born for this. I'm born for this. Holy Ghost, I'm born for this. I remind myself what Jesus told me. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that I can stand with before you here today. And I give glory to Jesus. You can also do what he's called you to do. Amen. We're going quick. I'm going to share with you six benefits of speaking in tongues. So when they were in the upper room, as I mentioned, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues. They spoke in this language that people didn't understand. You and I, we don't understand that tongues. It's a gift from the Lord. It's a prayer language. But most important, he gave you and he filled you so that you can be a bold witness for Jesus. Amen. Number one, first benefit. Speaking in tongues is a supernatural means of direct communication with God. Number one, speaking in tongues is a supernatural means of direct communication with God. Not with man, with God. I'm going to give you scripture for every point. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says this. For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. This is a prayer language. Some have called it. Amen. We call it a prayer language. We call it us talking to God. When you speak in other tongues, it's a gift from the Lord. The only requirement is that you are saved. You are born again. What does that mean? Born again means that one time in your life, you said, Jesus, I need you. I cannot live this life anymore. I believe that you died and you rose again and you, on the third day, you came out the grave for me. You washed me, you've cleansed me. You've poured your spirit on me. 
and now I'm living for you the best I can according to the word of God I'm going to follow those instructions sometimes we use words in the church born again saved and people that are visiting are like what is she talking about so that's what that means to be a follower of Christ to be born again to be saved is that you recognize that you were a mess I was a mess I recognized I was a hot mess and I could not live this life on my own that I needed the one I needed the one that died on the cross for me over 2,000 years ago he did that for me not just for you if it was just me he would have done it if it was just for you he would have done it God sent his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross that we may have eternal life but you have to receive the gift of salvation how do you receive it you say Jesus I need you Jesus forgive me Jesus come in my heart Jesus, I love you. I need you. I don't even know what I have need of, but I don't like my life right now. It's a mess. But you said I can have eternal life with you. Amen. You said I can have hope when I receive you. You said my life will get better. Will it be perfect? No. Because we live in a fallen world. But he is with us. Walking through every circumstance and every situation. So the only requirement to receive this beautiful gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the evidence of speaking in tongues, is salvation. Do I have to be holy enough? Do I have to be perfect enough? Do I have to have read all these scriptures? No. Amen? Speak clear what scripture says. We have to be clear what scripture says. So this conversation, this tongues, is a beautiful gift from God, and only God understands it. It's your spirit speaking to God. And what I love about it is that it's perfect. Because my spirit is praying perf the perfect prayer. It's the perfect prayer. See, with English or Spanish, I could pray kind of my will. You know, oh, maybe I want this, Lord Jesus. I'm praying, I'm believing for this. Oh, Jesus, help me. But when I pray in tongues, wow. It's not my, it's, it's literally my spirit praying. I'm not, I'm not shooting, I'm hitting the target of the arrow right on the bullseye. I'm not all over the bullseye. I'm hitting the bullseye. Get that vision. Get that image. Number two, speaking in tongues enables us to intercede effectively for ourselves and for others according to the will of God. I just touched on it. Amen. Romans 8, 26, 27 says this. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he, search, and, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. That's what I just said. It's the will of the Father. It's the will of God. We're not praying all over the place. Number three, speaking in tongues gives us the ability to worship the Lord in an unlimited way. Someone say unlimited. unlimited. I want to worship God unlimited. With my English and my Spanish, there's a limit. There's so many words I can say, but man. I can go forever. Unlimited. What? Yeah. What is that? I'm, I'm teaching on it. I'm, I'm speaking about it. Get the scriptures. Go home and look them up. Amen. It's important that we have understanding. So we don't resist what we don't understand. So we don't fear, well, oh, that, that, that's a little crazy for me. I, I don't know about all that. That's a little too much. No, it's not. It's biblical. If it's in the Bible, I want it. 
First Corinthians 14, 15, 17 says, so what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. It's both. Pray in the spirit, pray with your understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I, also, I will also sing with my understanding. It's both. Acts 10, 46 says this, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Hallelujah. Four. Speaking in tongues is a supernatural means of edifying and building up yourself spiritually. Now, this thing right here, I love it. It keeps our, it keeps our spirit strong in God. It keeps my spirit strong in God. Jude 1.20 says this. But you, dear friends, by building yourself up in your most holy faith, and praying in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes my faith is maybe low. Sometimes I'm just not feeling good. Sometimes I just got to encourage myself in the Lord. How do you do that, Pastor Elizabeth? I begin to pray in the Spirit. Sometimes I come to the house of God. Hello, you don't even want to be here sometimes. Come on, somebody. It not, has nothing to do that you don't love God. You just don't feel good or something's going on. There's a circumstance, but I'm telling you, the minute I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, something happens inside of me there's faith that's built up I become strong in God something happens it builds up the Bible says the scripture says in Jude 1 20 by building yourself up in your most holy faith pray in the spirit not in English or your native tongue it says pray in the spirit yeah Y'all looking at me. Some of y'all, y'all, some of y'all smiling. Some of y'all like, hey, atarabase. <laughs> Number five. Let's move on. Speaking in tongues helps us to helps us to effectively resist temptation and overcome the flesh. Man, I remember when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I wanted to live holier. I wanted to do more for Jesus. There was an earning desire for me to read the word more. I just wanted to live holy. It was just another level. Something happened inside of me. Galatians 5, 6 says, So I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. When we walk according to the spirit, we're not going to gratify. We're not going to have the desire to feed our flesh because the spirit, we're feeding the spirit man. We're, we're feeding our, our, our flesh the spirit. So we're praying, we're seeking God. Man, what happens is the spirit man rises and that flesh goes down. Whatever you feed the most, it will rule you. You feed your flesh, guess what? Your flesh going to rule you. You're going to be having attitude. You're going to be nasty to your spouse. You're going to give the pastor. John says the, let me not say it because then, what is it? The three, I'll say it wrong. The third finger, baby, the third finger salute. Yeah, the, the, the salute. You know the salute with the third finger? I ain't doing it. I ain't going to get in trouble. You know, come on. You act in the flesh. Somebody cuts you off and you want to give them the third finger salute. <laughs> But when you are operating and when you're building yourself up in the Holy Spirit, your spirit's going to rule you. You're going to be kind. You're going to be awesome. You're going to be sweet. You're going to come in and give that spouse a hug and a kiss when you walk in the house. Not saying, I had a grumpy day. Who wants that coming in the house? Come on, smile. Who wants a grumpy spouse? I had a rough day. 
can you just like love on them for a minute? Okay, this ain't marriage counseling. Fam, I'm with you. I got your back, fam. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm stepping on all your toes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We're going to pray in the Holy Ghost while we're going home. If you had a rough day, begin to pray. So that when you get to your spouse, you can open the door and be kind and love them. Oh, we got people laughing because you know it's the truth. The truth is going to set us free, church. Come on, somebody. Galatians 5, 6, I'll read it again. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. Come on, Galatians 5, 25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's keep in step. Let's keep on walking in the Spirit. Come on, 6. Speaking in tongues causes gifts, power, anointing of God to be released in your life. These gifts that Jesus said are for us is for a reason. They're not there just in the Bible for you to read about them. They're there to be utilized. John 7:38 says this, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Acts 19.6 says, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came, up, came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Why do we want these gifts? 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. I'm not going to read the entire scripture because we are about to pray. Please re- write it and read it. This scripture basically talks about the nine spiritual gifts. They're all from the same spirit. They're nine spiritual gifts. To bless people. Not to be boastful and say, look at me. I operate in prophecy. I can do a word of knowledge in the church. I lay hands on them and God gives me words all the time. You missed it. Therefore, the believer and therefore the lost. There's nothing more powerful than going up to a stranger. It happened yesterday to me. And you gave a word. (laughs) <laughs> and all of a sudden you see the tears coming down I don't have never met them I don't know them I've never seen them before but the word goes forth and something resonates and now they are open to hear what you have to say which is the gospel right we're going to give them Jesus right. yesterday I went to visit someone I didn't know all the family members but all of a sudden I started praying and God gave me a word of wisdom And all of a sudden, the tears are coming down. Why? Because he wants to use these beautiful gifts to bless people. That's what they're for. To encourage, to edify. The Bible says to build up. So when we go into our workplace, we don't have to say, thus saith the Lord. No. We just kind of say, you know, just thinking about something like this, you know. And just go for it. You know, do you have, is your knee hurting you? Can I pray for that knee? We don't have to be weird. No one likes weird. No one likes weird, church. They're like, stay away from me. Amen? But sometimes the Holy Spirit can get a little, you know, it's okay. If it's God, you want it. I want to close with this. 
If it's God, you should want it. My prayer is that Harvest Church would be a biblical, (laughs) literate church. That we're not going by our emotions, what what we heard from someone, what we, oh no, no, what we know the word of God says. That is my prayer because when we have the word of God in us and we live by the word, we won't be all over the place and we won't fear what God has given us. And what has happened with the church as a whole, corporately, if, I don't know if you've seen this or if you even know this, but as pastors, pastors that speak about the Holy Spirit and uh, desire more of God and want more for their churches and just are walking and teaching in the power of the Holy Ghost, they are being sought after like crazy. Because there was a movement many years ago, we didn't want the Holy Spirit. We don't want that tongues in the church. That's a little too much for us. That's a little too weird. We're going to scare people away. So they decided to do like an extra service at another day. And so now it's like, oh my God, our church is a mess. There's no power. There's no authority. There's no healing. We are dead. We're dry. We need more. So now these pastors are calling, you know, Apostle Jim Raley is one of the leading ones. Man of God. Calling him from, from church to church to church. Preaching. And he says, I never kicked out the Holy Ghost. That's what he says. He was always welcome. And where he's welcome, he comes. And so our responsibility as pastors is to preach the word, the full word, the full gospel, the full word, not bits and pieces. I have a responsibility before God to equip the church. That is my role. The Bible says for the fivefold to equip, to raise up, to train the people of God that they can go out. Well, guess what? You can't go out without power. You cannot go out without authority. Some of you, you might have heard it a thousand times, but you don't feel like you walk in the authority or the power of God. I'm here to say that if you're a follower of Christ, God is giving you authority. You've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. God is with you. If you don't know what to say out there, the Bible says he'll fill your mouth at that moment. You don't have to fear for the Lord God is with you. He's with us, church. This is our moment. This is our moment. We have a responsibility for the second coming of the Lord. Who's going to talk to everyone? Not just the missionaries. It's you and I. (laughs) We're waiting for the missionaries to do it. No, no, no. When you stand before Jesus. Oh, Father, when I stand before Jesus, I think about it often. I want him to say to me, well done, but even you did what I called you to do. You preached this gospel. You were a witness. You won souls. My God, we will stand before the living God and give an account, church. This is not to put fear in you. This is to sober you up. Sober me up. I will stand before the living God. It's a good thing. But being good is not good enough. There's a mandate on the church of Jesus Christ to win souls, to go out, to preach and share this good news. I know some of you are like, that is a lot, that's too much. No, it's not. Because when you have the power of the Holy Spirit, 
he will empower you and he said he will be with you always until the end of the age take the mandate who's ready to take the mandate <laughs> come on thank you sis it is our responsibility I know we like cute messages of encouragement that's great to encourage you this is an encouragement this is an encouragement this is an encouragement so that when you stand before Jesus, you've done what he told you to do. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. We pray that today's message has touched your heart and encouraged your spirit. We believe that the word of God has the power to transform our lives and inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more inspirational messages. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you. And we look forward to seeing you at one of our weekend services and sharing with you once again next week.